what would you say if I said that I could bring him back? I guess I'd say I never thought of that. Well, all right, hold tight. You might want to stand back because one small John is coming intact. St. John forward, spitting out some more words, fully intact, jacked, ready to rap and attack. Small John on your lawn, living like a gnome, hit you with my lyrics like a bullet to your dome. The night when he comes up here is either gonna kill or he's gonna suck. But there's no in between for Mr. John forward. Hello there. Welcome to St. John Forward Radio. I'm John Forward, a local comedian and radio person, and uh, I threw out my back putting on my underwear this morning. How are you doing tonight? Um, It's not not a great feeling being a nearly 40-year-old man. I've had a bad back since I was in my early 20s, and it... uh, it's not fun. I, uh, yep, just, uh, bent the wrong way, putting on my underwears this morning and, uh, a little, little twin, little twinge in the lower left back region. And, uh, it's been progressively getting more annoying all day. Um, anyway, on the right here, I got some relief. I have, uh, I have a little like back massager thing. It's, uh, I don't know how to describe it without the the video the video um, my hand gestures probably aren't doing much better um, but uh, it's a little kind of uh, trapezoidal shaped uh, deal that has two rotating little hands that have like three little ping pong sized balls on each of them so they uh, they rotate towards one way and then they rotate the other way and uh, you know I use this at home sometimes when uh, I think it's a specific kind of massage that's supposed to be simulating, but I don't remember what it's called. I want to say shiatsu, but that might be the name of a dog. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've used it at home. I hadn't used it yet today at home. Um, but, uh, it, it came with a little, uh, car cigarette lighter, um, charge adapter. So I'm like, hey, I'll massage it up on the way over to the radio station tonight. That's a that's a five to ten minute drive. Good. Uh, I mean, it limbered me up a little bit. I was uh, I was less uh, painful getting out of the car. Um, I don't know if I'm going to use it at, uh, in retrospect. Um, I w- it was. Uh, it was a very distracting thing, and it kind of stuck out, and I had to sit in the car in a weird way. I had to kind of, like, scoop my butt out and kind of in, like, low rider. I was gripped tight on the steering wheel, 10 and 2. Um, I had to adjust the mirrors and the seat accordingly. Um, this thing comes with a car adapter, but honestly, in retrospect, I don't think it was meant to be used while you were driving. Um, that was probably a safety hazard i uh i survived the trip and i'm feeling a little bit better so anyway no lives were lost i'll, I'll probably leave it sit, excuse me sitting on the passenger seat on the way home uh i think that's probably what it's meant for 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 passengers there's probably uh if i review it at home there's probably a strict warning about do not use this while you're driving it's probably worse than texting i'm gonna say um, my eyes remained on the road. I'm not sure uh, how much uh, 
how quick my reaction time would have been if uh, if there was some sort of danger that I needed to respond to. So that was a little bit irresponsible. But uh, I'm here. I'm on the radio. Um, had some fun shows this weekend. I was uh, I was back at Punchlines. Uh, it's uh, it's been quite a while since I've been there, so I was I was excited to be back. Um, hopefully to, uh, to, to make up for, uh, my previous appearance there where I did not do well. Um, this was back in November, 2020, I believe. I'm not going to get too deep into it. There's actually an episode of, uh, four story walk up with myself and Brian Godsell and Arif Hussein, where we, uh, probably from around 2020, you can find it on the Facebook page. Um, where we, uh, we broke down my, uh, my set. Um, it was a dicey set. Um, it was, I, I basically spent 10 minutes talking about, uh, a pregnancy fetish and, uh, it was, this was after things had reopened, but like tentatively everything was yellow zone. I believe there was still masks and, uh, I think this, yeah, this was before we had vaccines, so there wasn't the passports. Um, but, uh, yeah, lots of plexiglass around and, uh, it was, it was yellow and the shows were supposed to be on Friday night and Saturday night, but, uh, Friday night show starts at 8 p.m. At, uh, midnight, everything was going red, which is, uh, super ultra COVID restrictions. Um, and anyway, so most of the people who bought tickets for that night did not, um, come to the show because the government said that COVID was extra bad that night. So, um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a weird night. I, I can't fully blame the weird audience cause I think every single other comedian on the show did well. So I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not skirting the blame here, but, um, it was a weird combo for my particular brand of comedy. Anyway, it didn't it didn't go over super well. Um, if you want to see that set and listen to RF and Brian and I make fun of it, you can check that out on Four Story Walk Up. Possibly a new episode recording this week. I'll have to check in with the fellas. Um, maybe tomorrow, Tuesday, it's, uh, July nineteenth. But anyway, it's available on demand along with the back episodes at uh, Four Story Walk Up on Facebook, on YouTube, on Podbean. Check it all out. Um, I think I usually stream it on my uh, John Forward Comedy Facebook page too, so it's probably there. Check that out. Um, but uh, you know, I was I was hoping to uh, to make up for my uh, my past failure at uh, at punchlines, and I mostly made up for it i think i didn't i wouldn't say that i killed i did i did i did pretty good on friday and i did okay on saturday i'm gonna be honest um great shows though Fr friday night um in particular i don't know i don't know what it was the it was it was a different vibe in the audience it was it was a good turnout both nights but uh the uh the, and um so I was uh I was opening up for Scott Belford was the uh was the headliner. He's uh I think originally from Calgary but lived in Halifax briefly. Um he appeared on this show over the the pandemic in the early me still figuring out how to do Zoom stuff. Um that's on there. He's got a baseball podcast. He's uh he might be my favorite um 
like I want to say touring Canadian headliner, but like I don't count Canadians that are based in the U.S. Um, of of the crew of headliners that usually makes their way out to the East Coast, I think he's my favorite. I've done many shows with him, um, and uh, I enjoyed his set. Um, Monty Scott was uh, was hosting. He was a super nice guy all weekend. Uh, it was nice to meet him. And uh, there was uh, there was another guy that was supposed to uh, do the feature set. I think his last name was Moses, unless that was his first. His first or his last name is Moses. I don't remember. Um, but uh, he just could not get a flight to uh, to New Brunswick on time for the show. I forget where he was coming from, but uh, no flights to anywhere close to here. So um, Chris Hovey filled in on Friday night, had a great set. Uh, Arif uh, filled in on Saturday night, also had a great set. Um possibly the best set i've ever seen rf do um i haven't been to uh his his previous most recent uh, appearances at uh, at punchlines though but uh proud of my boy um i mean for, from my perspective uh friday night felt pretty good it went over pretty good i got lots of compliments lots of fist bumps from strangers that's the true measure of how your comedy set went how many fist bumps you get from bros after and during the show um but uh you know i uh, i i had my uh, my camera set up in the back of the room on my little tripod but i had it hung on one of the pieces of uh plexiglass that's still that's still there to protect everybody from the uh the covid droplets and uh it kind of those things kind of shake a little bit as the you know the air pressure in the room typically when there's laughing happening that makes i mean i don't want to toot my own horn here and act like i was shaking the building to the foundations but just a normal modest amount of laughter is enough to to make these flappy plastic things shake so the the footage i got is it's a little jittery um and uh watching it back Sometimes um, watching the setback is is good for learning and you know adapting and changing. So I watched it, and what went from in my head being a great set kind of turned into a, a good set. Um, I mean, the audience still liked it. My my nitpicks, I, I stumbled on my words a little bit. Can you imagine? Um, Skipped over a couple of a uh, couple of tags that that would have improved things, and you know just you know stumbled a, a little bit. Um, I got I got I got good laughs everywhere that they were supposed to. So I mean everybody seemed to enjoy it. Nothing but good feedback on Friday, uh, Saturday. Um, I, I, I worked it out and I, I haven't watched the tape back for Saturday. Maybe this will balance out. And when I watch the tape Saturday will, uh, will appear to be better than my memory and it will kind of even out. Um, I feel like I delivered the lines better on Saturday, but, uh, it was, not, it was, I had a harder time winning over the audience at this one. They, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what the issue. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is prejudiced. It was a little bit more of a blue collar crowd, and uh, you know, with the uh, the cerebral humor that I do, it requires a bit of an attention span. Um, 
and you know possibly jokes uh i, I don't have very high energy on stage so it, se- it seemed to be an audience that would have liked uh, a little bit more energy and you know everybody else did did good too um so anyway feeling a little sorry for myself but it was uh it was a good hang um with uh with everybody involved on uh, on friday night we went out for uh afterwards we went up to rockies and had a big uh hang we had uh had a discussion about um you know mutual crazy people in our lives that um you know we shared we some stories were swapped um and uh then yeah saturday uh well, again, my uh, my good pal Arif was there, so that was fun, and we went down to uh, to the pub down under for some wings after, and oh boy, there was some shady characters down at that pub down under. Um, I hadn't been there, or well, I have been there on a Saturday night before, but it's it was uh, it was it was dicey. Um, but anyway, still a good hang. We had a fun time. Um, I forgot to mow my lawn again, so there's that. But uh, anyway. I had uh, I had a fun time at uh, at Punchlines. It was good to work with uh, with Scott again. It was good to meet Monty, uh, Chris Hovey, and Arif Hussein. Last minute fill ins. Both had great sets, so that was a lot of fun. So anyway, that's uh, that's all I've accomplished in the last week. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's let's before we get into the meat of the episode, I, f- I feel bad having a good weekend at all knowing that there is still pain and suffering and injustice that exists in the world. And um, we're going to talk about a, a group of people after this, uh, this quick musical break that is just uh, constantly living a life of, uh, of abuse. And uh, hopefully, with the help of our friends at the CBC, we can get to the bottom of it. So uh, stay tuned for that. But for now, let's play a uh, musical song of some sort. Spotify Shuffle, what have you got for us? Okay, we've got track one. Let's just do it. Cunning, cunning linguist. Any way the wind blows. Sounds like a sexy track. This is the oldest one on my playlist. I forget what it is. We're going to find out together on St. John Forward Radio. Hit the clock, hit the blinds, hit the pine. Nothing but the hit, same shit, different time. Working out the kinks from the mind to the spine. Shower water calling, floor right on the other line. Phone jumping off the dresser in a silent suicide. Saved by the pile of designers on the side. She answer her cousin with the body of a dancer. Say they got a chance to be in a video with Lil Young So and So. She swear that he about to blow. He saying that we damn so cause we gotta go. Grab hair, clothes, wake up. Garcia Vegas and flock them other birds. They Pay us like we Vegas from rental to the highway to rental mansion driveway. Greeted by a oily jewel rapper looking shiny. I like you used to bully ice cube on Fridays. Gripping on a waist and grinning in her face. And she just want a paper cause she feeling out of place. And couple propositions got a feeling for a mason. Her cousin brought a burner, she ain't trying to catch a case. So they split. Tires burning end of the street with a grand sum of none for you and none for me. Sometimes you got a duck instead of flying in a V. Fuck flying in a beat. 
get the cakes. Working out the kinks, but it's love over hate. Usual with that shower calling, but the day she got a date with a claw foot tub and a back rubbed and the phone starts singing and she about to hit suds, hits canceled. But calls back FaceTime to ignore the moment is a hate crime. She mainlines, it was a cousin talking about some video. She jokes, don't be out there acting like some city hoe and more of a mama's post through the smoke. Cut through the weeds and the overgrowth. A rose said, cuz, you my blood, right? You know that all I say is love, right? You still wanna own a club, right? How about we talk at business under Same shit, different tune Glued to the gloom with a mind full of blues Shower water running while she cries in her room Phone jumping off the dresser in a silent suicide Saved by the piles of reminders on the side She doesn't pick it up She's numb to the cuts and the wounds on her heart From a life in a rut Text coming from a cousin but that doesn't interrupt Dark thoughts on her mind intertwined with the crushed blue pills by the dozens The only time she doesn't feel disgusting Is when she's home alone and she buzzing Clutching to a moment, a tone and for something She lays by the phone in the zone feeling nothing uh, She reaches back to change the wax As cannonball plays the sack she fades to black Welcome back to St. John Forward Radio. That was the Cunning Linguists with Any Way the Wind Blows. Uh, I went to all the trouble of figuring out how to spell Cunning Linguists. Um, and then I forgot to put the uh, the banner up and I'm, it still doesn't look right. Anyway, we're back on St. John Forward Radio. Just talking about uh, fun times in comedy. But uh, we, we don't want to... Uh, we don't want to forget um, that, uh, you know, not everybody in the world has, uh, has things quite as easy as the, uh, as the rest of us. So, uh, I haven't read this article yet. I just saw the, uh, this, the, uh, the headline come up, um, with, from our, uh, from our good friends at the CBC. So I thought this might be, uh, this might be a good article to, uh, to, to, uh, comment on, on the show. Um, hang on a second here. Let's get the correct there. Yeah, we don't, we, we need, we need me, um, to be much bigger on the screen. So, um, on, uh, cbc.ca, this seems to be in the CBC radio section. Um, if that helps you, there's, there's an article with a very catchy title called out for wearing a mask. You're not alone. What may be driving this kind of pandemic aggression? Uh, experts say criticism could discourage some from wearing masks as an infectious subvariant takes hold. So uh, this, uh, this of course, uh, 
speaks speaks clearly to me. I don't I don't want anybody uh, yelled at and violently tattled on um, for their choice of whether or not to wear a, to wear a silly thing on their face. Um, so anyway, I I personally was uh, was persecuted for um, mildly uh, for not wanting to wear a mask. I mostly did, um, but you know. At a certain point, I just started rolling into places without one, and if somebody told me to put one on, I politely pretended that I forgot and said, oopsie, and then I put it on. Um, so now that we don't have to, it's uh, it's nice for us all, and uh, I am judging these people still wearing them in my own head. I'm trying... I, I don't think... I've, uh, I've certainly not called anyone out for it, Um I don't. I don't believe so. So let's get it. For the record, I don't want you uh, antagonizing people, but uh, also, um, I also find it a little bit hilarious that these uh, hypochondriacs are looking for sympathy after the way that they treated us, the noble anti-maskers throughout the pandemic. Um, so yeah, I don't know how this is, this is my, my gut reaction having only read, uh, that top part. So let's, let's go through this. Um, at her job as a pharmacy assistant, Rebecca Stribble has heard plenty of comments about wearing a mask behind the counter. Even though mask mandates have been lifted in much of the country, she says provincial requirements for health workers and her own preferences keep her covering up first off i love how they have to put in like the the heroic part it's because of provincial requirements for health workers i'm in solid and also my own preferences even though that's it's it's 100 your own preferences you don't care what the requirements are for health workers um anyway her pharmacy processes covid19 tests and she says some symptomatic patients visit the store without a face covering. Sturble says she also wears a mask to protect others from becoming ill. So here again, they, they just say this is people are coming in without it. And also, by the way, I'm a hero. I wear one to protect everyone else, despite a strong lack of evidence. Um, back to the article. But negative comments run the gamut. It's quite the gamut that these are going to run, I bet. Um, from suggestions that the Langley, B.C. student is upset with B.C. Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry, Henry or her boss for imposing mask rules to questions about why she's wearing a mask if they've taken down the plexiglass barriers at the cash register. Stribble says she tries to de-escalate situations by brushing the comments off as jokes. So, let's let's unpack that. Uh, I'm not sure that situation needed to be de- I don't think it was escalated. So, the whole gamut, we're, we're setting this up that these people are facing abuse and pandemic aggression. It's everywhere from the range of people saying that you're upset for at this person for rules to asking why she's wearing one. Can you imagine 
somebody at how about if you have a good reason for wear one when somebody asks you you can either ignore it and not do interviews with the cbc about your trauma or you can say hey i wear it for these good reasons but instead she does this condescending thing where she de-escalates the situation by brushing the comments off as jokes because why have a conversation with somebody who doesn't believe everything that you believe back to the article It makes it hard at work, because you have to keep the sense of professionalism. Yeah, it's probably hard to act like a professional when you've got a thing on your face. Uh, Stribble told CBC Radio's White Coat Black Art, You know they're not joking, but you can't say anything because you are at work. You can say, I'm doing this for my safety and for your safety, and because the experts say so. That seems like a... I mean, it's nonsense but that's a pretty simple answer to say oh here look i'm a here's a picture of me outside wearing one for the camera um i mean like what what would be she's basically saying uh she can't say anything because she's at work so to me that means anything that she would have to say would be incoherent condescending yelling And that's probably not appropriate at work. I mean, if you have a reasonable answer to a reasonable question, I don't think that's a problem if you're at work. I don't think anybody's job is, uh, is forcing you to, uh, I don't know. This is, this seems bizarre. Back to the article. As masking in public places shifts from being a requirement to a recommendation, Experts say in uptick in negative comments <gasps> directed towards those wearing face coverings may be part of a larger trend of increased aggression, such as air rage and domestic violence during the pandemic. Oh, that's that's a doozy hidden in there. Um, air rage, I'm not sure, 100%. I've seen lots of videos of people getting into arguments on airplanes, but, uh, and, you know, certainly this is the bubble that I find myself in. Um, it's usually masked people screaming at unmasked people. That's been 95% of the air rage videos that I've seen. And... So anyway, there's there's maybe a point. People are getting heated on airplanes, so we can throw that in. Domestic violence. So domestic violence, you can draw a straight line from that to mandatory lockdowns, first off. It's a terrible thing that exists out in normal times, and then you crank up the temperature and force people to have an even smaller circle, domestic violence has gone up. But the idea that they're linking the domestic violence that was create that was exacerbated, we'll say, by the COVID policies, and to tie that to these disrespectful people who would dare look at somebody wearing surgical mask on her face which 100% of the research that I've seen says that 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 doesn't do anything for a respiratory virus Um, to dare ask 
this person, hey, why are you still wearing that when you don't have to? Um, it's basically the same as people that beat their wives, basically. Um, anyway, back to the article. Uh, they also warn that it could discourage people from wearing masks at the same time the more infectious BA5 subvariant is becoming dominant in Canada. So, anybody, I mean, that's kind of how social situations work when you leave things up to voluntary actions of people. Um, that's how society is supposed to work. If somebody in the society is doing something uh, unusual um, that, that, you know, that creates some, some curiosity, uh, hopefully not aggression, but, I mean, some of us are of the opinion that, uh, that the, the mask mandate was a dumb concept to start with. And as covered on this show, you can watch the back episodes. Um, send me more research if there's better stuff that, that contradicts anything that I'm saying. I'll certainly take a peek and address it on the show if it's, uh, if it's relevant. Um, but, um, I mean, it's, it's not my business to discourage people from wearing masks. If anything, I, um, I guess if I was going to have a mask-related goal, which I don't really care what anybody else does, um, it would be to encourage people who don't want to wear it to not bother, which isn't exactly the same as discouraging people from wearing them. But anyway, that's just me. I suspect that some of these bullies... Again, hey, why are you wearing that thing? Is a bully compared to, ah, you're not wearing a mask, ah, yelling and throwing and telling the manager, hey, how come you have that on? That's the bully. I suspect that some of these bullies, some of these individuals who harass people, are telling themselves that they have the true knowledge. Oh, that's what I just did. I've got the true knowledge, everybody. Uh, that they know masks are not necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, said Dr. Stephen Taylor, a professor of psychiatry at the University of British Columbia. Professor of psychiatry. Also not an epidemiologist. Just for the record, not that you have to be one to have an opinion, but, you know, if we're playing that game, um, a psychiatrist, I guess, if he's getting into the mindset of these uh, anti-masker bullies, maybe, um, they might tell themselves, oh, I'm just educating someone. But they're doing it in such an aggressive fashion. It's just not good-natured education. It seems to have a malicious intent. Oh, dear. Now they want good-natured education that doesn't have a malicious intent. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, this is, this is nice. The, the next uh, subtitle, big bold letters. No one wants to be told that they're sheep then don't be a sheep. If you're, I mean, being called a sheep, if you're not a sheep, isn't really that big of a deal, is it really? Is it? I don't know. Nobody's called me a sheep for getting vaccinated, for the for the record. And, you know, I travel in some of these circles. 
Um, anyway, actually, yeah, it's time for a station ID. Maybe we'll come. Nah, I don't want to have to switch the uh, the songs. I'm rambling again, like it's a Friday night set. Reset. You are listening to local 107.3 FM here. Uh, also streaming on YouTube and Facebook, but uh, I'm not legally bound to announce those ones. That's just good, um, good-natured uh, education on where you can find the show, everybody. So um, I'm, I don't want to call anybody a sheep. I might think it in my head, though. Back to the article. Though the comments at her workplace have been inquisitive rather than mean-spirited. So, I mean... The article is talking about how aggressive, I mean, we're talking about pandemic aggression, we're comparing it to domestic abuse. This uh, a psychiatrist, psychiatric professor is talking about, you know, the mindset of the bullies. And uh, now we're back to the actual person who the article is about. And uh, the she's calling it inquisitive, which... Um, I would not consider being inquisitive a tactic of bullies. Um, and it specifically says it's not mean-spirited. Sturbel says the criticism she pay- faces him... Okay, so this is at work. It's inquisitive and not mean-spirited. But in public, it's harsher. Quote, almost degrading. Almost especially when she's out and about with her boyfriend, who is of Taiwanese descent. Oh, let's throw that in there. Let's make everybody racist while we're at it. Okay. Um, so, I mean, good on if these people, if these bullies exist, good on them for not um, being mean to somebody who's at work. That's an extra level of being a jerk. Even if you're right, you don't need to be a jerk about it. So, but when she's in public, it's harsher. I, I mean, I don't wear a mask in public. So I guess maybe this is a whole world that I'm not aware of. Maybe that's my face privilege that I'm not aware of the struggles of these, of these people. Um, but, uh, you know, I've been pretty vocally anti-mask for, for a while and I've never given a stranger grief in public about it. Uh, maybe at a comedy show, but I mean, I don't think anybody's usually wearing them at tables, so probably not. Um, almost degrading. I mean, what does almost degrading mean? So not degrading? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to imagine what you could say to somebody that would qualify as almost degrading. That seems like an it is or it isn't kind of situation, but anyway. She says that she has noticed people commenting about them under their breath, staring and even pointing. I mean, it's true. If they were wearing masks, you probably wouldn't have noticed them commenting under their breath. So point in your favor, young hypochondriac. Uh, staring or even pointing. I mean, that's... That's weird, if, if it's happening. I'm guessing that that's an exaggeration. I mean, I can't imagine 
I mean, it's 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 kind of funny to imagine just walking through the mall and having uh, some some teenagers giggling and pointing at you because you're wearing a mask. I mean, it's not cool. It's a jerky thing to do. But I also, I mean, how how do you not after the tactics that were deployed on uh, on everybody else to all of a sudden be like, hey guys. Some decorum, please. We're all living in this country together. Don't be jerks. Don't be. But, I mean, that's rich coming from from these people. These people. That sounds offensive. I'm sorry. That's almost degrading. Is that it? Saying these people? That's almost degrading. I'll give you that. All right. We figured it out. We cracked the almost degrading nut. You say these people. And I don't mean it in a racial way, so it's okay. Um... It makes you question whether you should continue wearing a mask, she said. So, all of the medical advice prior to 2020 and a good chunk of the post stuff, when people are allowed to say so out loud, um, all of that, hey, the, the, the absolutely no correlation between mask mandates and COVID results between different areas... That's no big deal. I love wearing a mask, but somebody comments under their breath and stares or even points at you. That's that's enough to risk getting the most deadly disease that has ever existed on Earth, she says. If I'm getting this comment every time I go outside, is it worth it? That's a reasonable question that you should ask yourself. I ask myself if I'm getting my glasses fogged up every time I exhale. Is it worth the point zero 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 percent chance that this might stop COVID from getting into my face? No one wants to be told that they're sheep. Which, okay, fair enough. Don't call anybody a sheep to their face. We can all get together in our tinfoil hat societies and we can call them sheep from afar. But don't tell it to their face. They already know. They already know. Do they make wool masks? Probably. Probably not. That would be ridiculous. It's not. That's not medically accurate. Ah, back to the article. Do we have any comments here? Let's go back. Nope. Nobody's even watching. You'll watch in the afterflow. This is available on demand. Unlike vaccinations, masks are a very visible symbol of the COVID-19 pandemic. Editorial note, yes, it is very, it's a virtue signal. Their use is also more common in Asian countries where they're warned to protect against respiratory viruses. From the cold to COVID-19, potentially indicating mask-related harassment is motivated by racism, Taylor says. They're, everybody who disagrees with COVID is a racist now. That's, that's a fun connection they're making. Um, yes, it is a very visible thing, and that's why people like it so much. It's like their little I voted or the I got vaccinated little stickers that they put on. Um, I mean, but... To dr- first, uh, this is uh, they. Hey, people in Asian countries wear masks, and so I wear a mask. So if you get mad at me for wearing a mask, you're basically uh, hate Asian people. Apparently, that's the argument being made here. 
Uh, first off, yes, these masks are more common in Asian countries. Um, from what I understand, there isn't a lot of evidence that it's effective at blocking the transmission of a virus that is smaller than the gaps between the fabric on these masks. Um, my understanding is that the the mask wearing in some cultures, you wear it when you're symptomatic. And even if it's not stopping like your your breath from getting into the air, it is a visible thing. It is it is a you might, you're holding a big billboard on your face that says I'm sick. Don't be on top of me right now. That's what I understand is the the if there is any benefit to wearing them, it's like that. But when everybody is wearing one, whether they're symptomatic or not, it kind of loses that power. That's my opinion. Back to the article. Opposition to face coverings is nothing new. Despite more visible and outspoken criticism floating around social media networks. I mean, not really. Uh, I love seeing memes on Twitter that make fun of uh, what, what, what some might call the blue-pilled people. Uh, I don't see a lot of uh, mask talk because in most places it's generally gone away. The only time I hear about masks on social media is when some lunatic is complaining that not enough people are wearing them and that they're being too mean about it. That's 100% of what I'm hearing about masks and social media. At least what I see. Um, oh, here we go. During the 1918 influenza pandemic, a protest movement known as the Anti-Mask League formed in San Francisco, California, in response to government mandates requiring citizens to mask up. Uh, when those mandates were dropped, it was almost like a quote, carnival atmosphere, according to news reports at the time, Taylor said. Um, bringing up the uh, 1918 uh, influenza, I think that was the Spanish flu that I think we've decided 100 years later, maybe that's racist to say. Um, I think that's the same one. Um, yes, there are pictures of people wearing their face diapers back then. From what I understand, and I'm not well-versed on this, so take it with a grain of salt, I don't think it worked very well then either. And I don't think that's controversial to say. Um, I Actually, I might have played a clip on here of, uh, of a documentary about uh, the Spanish flu and about how people wore masks, but it really wasn't doing anything. If anything, it made people uh, less careful otherwise because they thought that they were protected. That's what I'm pulling from my memory. Look it up if you want. Um, back to the article. But like today, some continued... So anyway, when the mandates were dropped in the Spanish flu, it was a carnival atmosphere, according to the news reports. But like today, some continued to mask up, and Taylor says there were reports of harassment then, too. Oh, what, what, what was that about? In one episode... A man was walking down the street, going to work, wearing his mask, and you had a gang of these young youths behind him chanting, Take off your mask! Take off your mask! Take off your mask! That sounds encouraging. I would love to walk down the street and hear that chant, but um, that's not for everybody. My eyes are starting to water. I'm just uh, tearing up 
on the tragedy here. Um, I I mean, is the imp- they're trying to compare a gang of youths crowding around you and chanting to hey, what's what's up with that lady? Or like a look, or maybe at worst a pointing is the worst incident that has been pointed out in this article so far. Um, We've got a quote here. It's probably going to come up again in the article. But uh, for emphasis, Dr. Andrew Morris, infectious diseases physician, says, Societies eventually land on what is acceptable behavior. Some of that gets legislated, and some of it just gets accepted. Well... What behaviors uh, did society turn into acceptable behavior that were legislated? You know what? Hearing myself say that out loud, there probably are examples. Send them in anyway, but it's it's probably not as foolish of a of a comment as I as I made it out to be. I apologize. My eyes are tearing up. I'm gonna I'm gonna let, let's go with uh, it's from empathy, not my allergies. Uh, psychological reactants. That doesn't sound like a real world. Real word. Um, while research on mask-related ha- harassment is lacking. Okay. Taylor says something called... Uh, I'm crying here. Something called psychological reactants could be at play. It's the idea that someone has an allergic reaction of sorts to taking direction from others. I'm having that allergic reaction to this article. People come up to them and say, you need to put on a mask. They react by getting angry and saying, you're not the boss of me, said Taylor. Correct. Those individuals have dot 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 felt pushed around for a year or more by having to wear masks and then suddenly the mandates are lifted and perhaps some of those individuals are wanting to vent their frustration. I agree with that. That's that's probably there's there's some pent up resentment that we had to wear these dumb things on our face for so long. Uh, in a survey of more than 2000 people conducted by Taylor 16% reported not wearing a mask. That group tended to score higher on metrics related to negative attitudes towards masking, according to the study. Why would you have a positive attitude of masking and not wear one? Obviously. What a dumb <laughs> survey. Anyway. Uh, oh, we, we've, got a, we've got a video here. Hang on. I don't I don't think this is directly related to how much more of this thing do we have? Oh dear. We've got a little bit more. We've got about 15 minutes. Let's let's see this 2-minute video clip. Summer COVID-19 wave sparks concern. On this beach in Toronto, waves are about fun. And for some, Ontario's declaration of a seventh COVID wave is not a huge concern. I'm over and done with it. This group came to celebrate the life of a friend who died four years ago. As I truly believe after losing one of my best friends and my sister, you, you were only here once. you got to live while you're here. That sentiment was echoed at festivals across the country. Disgusting. It's nice to be out, you know, in the sunshine and hearing the music. This is a great ride. The greatest outdoor show on earth came roaring back. And with masks no longer mandatory, few were in sight. 
After more than two years, Canadians want to get out and enjoy the summer. But concerns about new variants and new waves of infections are causing confusion about what precautions to take. After two brutal waves, hospitalizations were trending down. But since mid-June, the numbers have been slowly climbing, now to more than 3,500. Mandatory or not, some doctors say wearing a mask makes sense, especially indoors. That's a bold claim. Some doctors say it makes sense, especially indoors. That's, that sounds like very strong science. I feel uncomfortable for you to be masking if you're in a situation where nobody else is masking in a social environment. There, yes. It's about you feeling comfortable. But you do have to think about the bottom line. Am I going to regret this afterwards? Whenever we take transit or if we're going into anywhere, grocery stores or things like that, you know, we'll still wear a mask. Health officials are concerned about the impact of more hospitalizations on the healthcare system. An ER in Brampton, Ontario, near Toronto, had to close over the weekend due to staff shortages. First, we called an ambulance and they said it could be hours before we could get one. It was eight, over eight hour wait. So it was, it was too long. And experts say the new variants have meant a rise in cases so far this July, unlike in previous summers, which were low seasons for COVID. Philip Lishanok, CBC News, Toronto. Thank you. All right. How do we get out of uh, full screen? There we go. So, yes, that's the age-old scientific argument of, hey, COVID's Bad. People are getting sick from it. Therefore, we should do this thing that never worked. Anyway, back to the article. Dr. Andrew Morris. And yes, I am saying that I am smarter than you, Dr. Morris, even with my bachelor's degree. An infectious diseases physician at Sinai Health and University Health Network in Toronto says he continues to wear a KN95, or sometimes an N95, while in crowded indoor spaces. I wonder, I wonder what the, what the logic is. Like, if, if he's got like a spreadsheet and he, he's like, okay, no, this is a KN95 situation. This one's an N95 situation. For the record, from what I've gathered, the N95 masks are effective. Not for me, because I have a beard and there's no seal, and not if you're, like, touching it all the time and adjusting it. But anyway, compared to the medical masks and especially the old T-shirts. Back to it. On a recent trip to New Orleans, he says he and his family were criticized for that decision. I mean, you're going to go to New Orleans, people get criticized for not having their boobs out. So, I mean, having a mask on is going to raise some eyebrows. Uh, there were a few snide comments under the, under the breath, but audible, audible comments. Those are the worst kind, you know, commenting on the fact that we were wearing masks and we were paranoid. Can you believe that somebody said that my paranoia was being paranoid? Oh gosh. What a terrible, terrible situation to endure. I mean, you would think having COVID is worse than an a barely audible comment from a stranger, but maybe not. Experts recommend masking in crowded spaces. Some of them do, yes. That kind of criticism could have two effects on those who choose to mask. Oh my gosh, there's two effects on the maskers. That's more than I thought. This is insane. 
They may begin to avoid spaces where they believe they run the risk of being harassed for the decision. Others, feeling shamed by others, may choose to forego masks. I mean, what's worse, getting a snide comment or catching COVID if you think that they help? Anyway, hopefully nobody has been yelled out of living their life, but I mean, boo-hoo. Even stares, I guess, for some people, whether that's true or just perceived, you know, can be a kind of shaming. Oh my gosh. Let me repeat that, because it's tragic. Even stares... I guess for some people, whether that's true or just perceived, you know, can be a kind of shaming. Thank you, Dr. Morris. Uh, Stairs might be a kind of shaming. Even if they're not real stairs, you might just perceive them because maybe you're paranoid. (laughs) Ah, this is nice. Uh, Public health campaigns could help reduce the stigma. Oh, the stigma of the mask wearers. By stigma, they mean they aren't. there isn't fireworks set off and cheers everywhere that they go. One public service announcement from the government of Ireland makes the point that continuing to wear a mask in public reduces the risk to vulnerable communities, such as those with pre-existing health conditions or who are pregnant. Oh, how long is this thing? Let's give this a go. Oh, it's not going to work. It's opening a new window. We're skipping out on the Irish PSA. It's too complicated for the internet. Um, Morris applauded the ads messaging, but said after two years of public health restrictions, Canadians may not yet be ready for such an approach. Canadians may not be ready for government propaganda. I think we're ready. Um, I'm certainly no psychologist. He's so humble. But I think you would find that the behavioral experts will say that you need readied ears to take in that kind of messaging. So first off, he's theorizing about how stairs might dissuade somebody from going to a place and that um, in order for the propaganda campaign to work, you need people who want propaganda. Is that... I think that's what he's saying here. That could change in the coming weeks or months, however. Oh, no. As a seventh COVID-19 wave fueled by the BA5 subvariant takes hold in Canada, Morris says he expects case numbers will soon rise. I thought they already were. Whether that will change a perceived increase in aggression towards those who wear masks remains to be seen. Uh, societies, again, going back to the social contract here, societies eventually land on what is acceptable behavior. Some of that gets legislated, and some of it just gets accepted. Meanwhile, the physician says if you're in a poorly ventilated space with a lot of people, you should still wear a mask. So, quite the horror story that uh, people still... Do you still wear a mask, and do you have to uh, to put up with this sort of abuse? Um, it's too late to call in, but you can comment on the, uh, on the episode. So, 
Oh, there, yeah, there's, there's a nice, uh, contrast again. And so there's lots of conjecture about, uh, first off, they, they link everything from, from the spectrum of, uh, Hey, you're still wearing a mask, eh? To possibly a whispered, Hey, look over there. And maybe a point they're tying that to racism, domestic violence, and again, they just they just take it as a given that COVID bad, therefore masks good. We can't say masks bad until COVID is good. I mean, let just as a thought experiment, let's pretend that the masks didn't work, and certainly the mandate didn't work. Um, let's pretend that they cause an untold number of wasted dollars by governments and businesses and individuals. That's all money that was spent on a dumb thing that nobody needed instead of something else. And let's say it might even make you more sick by having a soggy rag on your face that you don't wash. Maybe society is responding with, hey, we don't have to. A large number of us don't see the value in it. Many of us never did, but certainly now. And it is left up to us. If they work, then your mask is for your face. That should be good enough for you. And again, I I, I don't advocate for... Uh, this sort of pandemic aggression that is being talked about here, but uh, I don't know. Cry me a river is uh, is that's my conclusion. Cry me a river. Um, anyway, that has been the show. Uh, what, oh, I've, I don't know if I announced this last week or not. No jokes, Bart is coming up. It's going to be on a Thursday. 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 Be there. Uh, July 21st. It's usually Saturday, but it's going to be Thursday, 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 because I had some busy Saturdays. So uh, check that out. Thursday, July 21st at McGill's on the St. John Boardwalk. Show time, 8 p.m. Lots of good people on that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be there or not, but there's a Pub Down Under show going on tomorrow night, Tuesday the 19th check that out maybe i'll be there wednesday i think there's a show at the five and dime um i won't be at that one because uh i fear for my life but uh you know if you're into watching comedy and uh you don't fear for your life then you should check that out st john forward radio every monday night from nine till ten o'clock on local 107.3 fm and uh what else is it on it's on youtube it's on facebook it's on all of the things and i'm just uh trying to talk long enough to reshare the spotify screen so that we can get the music back when the time comes for it but for now all i need to do is uh is change the framing of the window and i'm gonna hit the outro theme song and then we're going to hit shuffle on the Spotify to run out the clock. Good night. Thanks for listening.